BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, and welcome back to the What We Said podcast. I'm Chelsea, the brunette half of the podcast. And I'm JC. I'm the redhead one. Welcome to today's episode. We are so excited to be in sunny LA. Psych, it's literally been raining for a week straight, which doesn't help that it already feels like the apocalypse Day. or something. It, I'm guys, I'm not kidding. It's been so rainy for a week, and the forecast says it will be rainy for another week when we're recording this. So, yeah, it's the been glo- a little gloomy. The gloominess makes it so much worse. I mm-hmm. we were just talking about how if it was sunny, we feel like our mood would be so different. But Leif was saying maybe the rain is a good thing because it's keeping people even Inside. more indoors. Like no one really wants to go out, and no one even can really do any. You know, you can't. Even go on a hike, which actually really sucks. But what if the day that everyone can finally like go outside and they kind of say, okay, it's safe to be outside and everything's good. And it's just the first sunny day and it's like rainbows and stuff. Oh, that would be sweet. That's what's going to happen. I'm manifesting it. Yeah. We we didn't want to talk for too long about the coronavirus and about everything that's going on. But it also is hard to resume normal life when there is no normal right now. Our new normal is staying inside, self-quarantining, and, you know, just kind of doing activities at home. So it does feel a little off, but I think we are just trying to remain positive, and that's why we didn't want to, you know, you guys can go to other sources to get, like, actual information information, yeah, yeah. about the virus. But we wanted to just you know, give you some positive vibes, lift your spirit, in the mood, hang out with you guys. We also have been going live on our Instagram account or what we said Instagram, which has been fun. Um, but it's just fun to like hang out with you guys. And honestly, I am so grateful for social media at a time like this because I feel like you can still feel connected to your family mm-hmm. and your friends and the people that you follow and still get almost a sense of like normalcy or like you're Definitely. interacting with people, even though you're at home all day. But I will also say, I should have started with the negative and ended with the positive. But I'll also say that I was telling Leif that I think being on social media all day, every day, because lately it's like you don't have much to do. Mm -hmm. Well, I haven't at least. And so I feel like I'm on social media all day and it's kind of been affecting me in a negative way where it's like everyone's talking about the virus. So it gives me a little more anxiety about it. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I think it's good and bad because I think Indie Blue posted about this on her story last night. Actually, it was really interesting because— There's never been a time in the world like this where we've had social media. Like, there's been scary things. This isn't the worst the world has ever seen. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. Like, think of World War II and World War I and 9-11. She was saying, like, if we had social media like we do back then— If we had it now. Yeah, yeah, if we we had it back (laughs) then like we have it now. Yes. Then it would be so scary. Like, people would be creating much more panic than there was because— information was restricted. But now it's good because we have, you know, updates so fast, but it's also bad because you, you're overwhelmed with information. And right. so it gives you a little bit more panic. So I did see that. And I was talking about that actually last night as well, because she was saying she kind of rolls her eyes when people say that this, like the world has never been worse, mm-hmm. but it's like, no, the world has always had hard things going on. But this is the first generation in which you can see everything happening in real time on social media. So it feels like there is so much bad or negative because you're seeing everything that's happening. Every problem that you see, you see it elevated to, you know, the ultimate degree on Twitter and Instagram and everything. So it just gets very overwhelming. Yeah. And I think we were kind of talking about this earlier. I think staying positive and being optimistic 
sometimes gets taken as like, you guys aren't taking this seriously and like sympathizing with people. And we are like, I am, I feel very overwhelmed with sympathy for people's businesses at this time and people suffering. And I understand that, but I don't think that being positive and optimistic takes away from that at all. I don't think you have to be negative in order to be sympathetic or empathetic at all. I agree 100%. We're trying to stay positive over here. Yeah. Look for the good in everything. I saw the TikTok, don't know if this is true, that Isaac Newton discovered gravity at a time like this when everyone was quarantined during the plague. No clue if that's true or not, but wow. That he got sent home from college from the same thing, and that's when he discovered gravity. And he was like 23. So I, I really do think it is a time, it sounds cheesy, but like it is a time to reflect and mm-hmm. like take advantage of this opportunity that you have to again, I don't know what state this has been moving very quickly and so I don't know what state this is going to be in when this podcast episode goes up, but it should, I think it should be around. Similar. Yeah, similar to what's going on right now, which is that everyone's kind of just trying to stay at home as much as possible. We're not on a social distancing. Yeah, we're not on official lockdown at the moment. And we'll see if that happens. But everyone's basically quarantining. <laughs> quarantining. Is that yeah, a word? I keep I don't saying know. it. I keep saying it too. Okay, whatever. In self-quarantine. So when you think about it, it's like, when are you going to get this opportunity in the near future again, probably like think of it as an opportunity to stay home, do the things that you've been meaning to do. Like I was saying, this is a great time to like clean out your closet Mm -hmm. and clean your whole house and catch up on your laundry and read some books you've been wanting to read. Deep clean, yeah. Deep clean, binge that TV series you've been wanting to binge. You know what I mean? And and also like keep a routine. And this is what I was going to say is I'm trying so hard. Today, I started my period. I woke up I felt like Ew. crap. <laughs> I felt like crap. And I'm like, I so easily could just like lay in bed literally all day. Because mm-hmm. it's like, what excuse do I? It's like, I'm not really supposed to go outside. It's raining outside. But I forced myself to wake up, had some breakfast, took some Advil. And then I started like working and just mm-hmm. trying to do normal stuff. And I've had a way better day than I think I would have if I was just laying in bed all day. So I think take advantage of the time to rest, but also don't just like halt everything Everything. in your life. Like keep going, keep your routine as best you can and keep a sense of normalcy. Yes. Otherwise, I think it will be very hard to bounce back after this whole thing. If you're like literally laying in bed all day, every day for two Mm -hmm. weeks and then There's lots you could do at home. Think of all the things that you said you didn't have time for before when you're so busy. I actually saw our friend um, Jack Junk on Instagram post this. It's like a letter from coronavirus, Mm -hmm. whatever. It's like saying the coronavirus is making us halt because everything is so messy. We're like overwhelming ourselves. Like He's like, I'm stopping the trains. I'm stopping the planes. I'm stopping the travel. I'm stopping the work. Like You guys are all sick. Like We need to re-evaluate. So this is a good time to look at your life, even do the, look at all the areas of your life and evaluate where you're at with all of them. If you have time now to cook healthy meals, you never were allowed, like you never had time for before if you can get, you know, produce anywhere. Right. But you can cook, like you can finally cook, bake, do those things. You're like, I just don't have time. You know, I have school Mm -hmm. and work and all that stuff. So yeah, just keep productive. And now's the time to I know it seems hard because it is such a, it's like, it's easy to get down in the dumps, but now I think it would be a good time to like journal or create a vision board or write down mm-hmm. your goals. It's like, you literally have no excuse to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's nothing going on. So And it's going to help you stay positive throughout mm-hmm. this whole thing. And if you get too overwhelmed with the information and the updates and the scariness of it, you're going to develop more anxiety about it. And like we've said, we kind of said this on our live too. And I said this on my Instagram story that panic is not good for anybody. It's not good for you. It's not good for anybody else. You can't help anybody when you're panicked because you can't think clearly. And someone sent me this quote from C.S. Lewis that was about the atomic bomb when that was like a big scare. And he was saying, every day we have this fear of death. We just don't think about it every day. Like death is inevitable. Your chances of dying are basically the same every day just by different things. Like in a car, like anything can happen. Mm -hmm. This one thing that also could kill you isn't really that big of a deal because you're going to die anyway somehow. And he was saying like, most of us are not going to die pleasantly. So you might as well live your life. And when death finds you, you're doing rational human things that make you happy. So he's saying if the atomic bomb comes, 
Just let it find you doing human things, having dinner with your family, talking about sports or doing things you enjoy instead of like huddled up in a corner scared. Right. There's no, there's no use for that. So exactly. Even when it is scary, I'm not saying you shouldn't be scared. It's obviously scary. And again, important to sympathize and empathize and help other people. Just be kind. Think clearly. Think of it as facts and not so like, this is horrible. This is horrible. It it is what it is. At this point, it is what it is. It is what it is. (laughs) And I think we can all just do our part by doing, you know, just washing our hands and staying at home as best we can. Be responsible. Being responsible and optimistic. Honestly, that's all we can do is be optimistic. We're going to take a quick break to talk about Beauty Counter. So moisturizers, makeup, cleansers to sunscreen, Beauty Counter has it all. Uh, My favorite thing from Beauty Counter, and we'll get into who Beauty Counter is in a second. My favorite product from them is their Dew Skin Foundation. As you guys know, I'm not a huge makeup person, as in I don't like to wear a lot of makeup. I honestly feel like I look worse when I wear makeup, which is why I don't wear it. But I like having a minimal look and the Dew Skin is perfect because it doesn't look like you're covered in foundation or anything like that. It has an overall glowy look. It literally makes you look like you have Dew Skin, which is probably why they named it that. You already know it's a priority to eat clean and tidy up your home with safer cleaning products. So why do we still put on makeup and skincare products that contain questionable ingredients? That's why we love Beauty Counter. Beauty Counter is a clean makeup and skincare brand. They started in 2013, disrupting the beauty industry by shedding a light on the need for stronger ingredient regulations in the personal care products that we use every single day. Today, Beauty Counter is the leading clean beauty brand, creating innovative and high-performing products that are safer and cleaner than even their like-minded competitors. I love their classic velvet eyeshadow. This is definitely one of my top like three favorite eyeshadow palettes ever. Has the most pretty neutral. They have a mix of like some sparkly shimmery ones and just some matte colors. They're all neutral and so, so beautiful. And I have a bunch of friends that love it as well. Um, They have a rigorous ingredient selection process. So they educate people on questionable and harmful ingredients to avoid and advocate for more health protective laws for the beauty industry. In conclusion, we stand Beauty Counter for life. So for a limited time, new customers can get 10% off your first purchase of $100 or more at beautycounter.com with promo code WHATWESAID. That is 10% off your entire order of $100 or more at beautycounter.com, but only if you use the promo code WHATWESAID. Beautycounter.com, promo code WHATWESAID. Restrictions apply. We are going to do a little advice segment. So a lot of you guys Welcome wrote to in. That's what we said advice column. XOXO, Chelsea and Jace. Oh, that's cute. Um, so we screenshotted some some messages that we got through email. Do you have, I have some like kind of hard Juicy ones. ones. Yeah, that I'm like, whoa, I don't even, I don't even know where we're going to go with this, but I'm excited to give you guys our best advice. Yeah. Okay. Hi, guys. First of all, I just wanted to say that you guys are my favorite podcast out of the many, many ones that I listen to. It's very sweet. Thank you very much. Um, I would like some advice on perfectionism and setting expectations. I tend to set very high expectations for myself. I'm a high school student. And when those expectations do not get met or something doesn't go my way, I get crushed. Any advice on just letting go and feeling free but trying your hardest at the same time? Hope you guys are safe and sound during the coronavirus. I'm from Hong Kong and already experienced the virus quite a bit. Wishing all of you guys in the U.S. safety and health. XX. Oh, from Hong Kong. Wow. Yeah. From across the world. So advice on perfectionism and setting high expectations. Wow. Um, I actually, this is something that I struggle with as well. And I actually took to Google to look up actually some advice because I was thinking, I was thinking long and hard about this. And I'm like, you know, sometimes when you go to give advice, it just sounds so cliche. Yeah. It's just like, you just have to let go of it. It's like, that does not help. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? So I looked up some advice for perfectionism, basically. Mm -hmm. And um, the first thing that I read that I liked said, instead of constantly feeling disappointed, set more realistic expectations. And I think that's so important because I am someone who literally tries to go zero to 100 real quick. And I'm like, I've done this a million times where I'm like, oh, my life feels so chaotic and messy. Okay, tomorrow I'm doing this. This is literally set a million expectations. And then because it's just impossible for me to even meet all of them, I don't. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm disappointed. But yeah. I 
I should be grateful for the things I did get done, but that's just my personality is to like set too high of expectations and then be disappointed. So I think like setting realistic expectations is key in anything. If you want to, I don't know exactly what expectations she's referring to, but like, let's say you're trying to get in shape or something. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you need to just be realistic with yourself. Yeah. And be very honest with yourself about, that doesn't mean don't push yourself, but be realistic. Like, what can you actually handle at this time? Yeah. Because if you set all of these crazy goals and expectations that you kind of know in the back of your head, like, that's probably not going to happen then it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. So I think being more realistic is definitely key. The second thing I liked was instead of seeing mistakes as failures, adopt a growth mindset. And it's that's cliche as well. But like I said this at our live event, everything in your life does teach you a lesson. And Chelsea and I have both gone through hard times in our lives that were really, they sucked so bad at the time. Yeah. But I feel like we can both confidently say that like that taught us so much like our hard times have truly shaped us into who we are and like you learn lessons from hard things like when you're irresponsible and something happens you learn your lesson and like it sucks but I feel like every failure that we have does make us stronger like Mm -hmm. 100% whoever you are and whatever the failure is so you either win or you learn yeah that's something to keep in mind and then the last thing I wanted to share was Instead of defining yourself by your accomplishments, focus on your character. Because at the end of the day, that is really what matters the most. And we can get bogged down by these silly accomplishments that we didn't achieve. But it's like, at your core, are you proud of who you are as a person? Mm -hmm. And that's something I forget to do all the time. Because I'm like, bogged down by these stupid goals that I have. Or like, things that don't really matter that much. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm proud of who I am. Like, I'm kind to people. I care about people. I, you know, this and that, like, and I'm proud of that. So it's like, that's really what you should measure success by. So 100%. This is kind of a dark way to measure that. But I mean, we've said this before. People don't remember what you do or what you say. They they remember how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know why I'm going here, but like at a funeral, at funerals, all of the ones that I've been to, it's like, they never say like, they did this and they accomplished this and they did this. It's like, what kind of a person they were. It's like, this guy was so sweet. He always went out of his way to make other Mm -hmm. people feel special. He was so kind. He always uplifted others. He was, you know, so selfless, never thought of himself. It's like, it's not not that you're supposed to do it for what other people are saying, but that's what people will take from it. Yeah. And so I feel like I am queen of high expectations. And now I'm like the opposite because I was so on the opposite spectrum for so long. AKA why I got an eating disorder. Wait, what do you mean? Based off of that. About perfectionism and having like such high expectations. Mm-hmm. And if it didn't go that exact way, I was so disappointed in myself and like just thought I was the worst. Mm-hmm. And I would like blame myself for it every time. So I had to learn a lot about it. And I actually, weirdly enough, made a TikTok drinking <laughs> game. Every time Chelsea mentions TikTok, take a drink. <laughs> Last night about intentions versus expectations because... I do this still sometimes with Nick. He was even saying, if you have an expectation of how I'm supposed to be, then you're going to be disappointed because I'm not. Your expectation yeah, of me. I, yeah. yeah, you're putting that on to me and I'm not what, what it's going to be and you're going to be disappointed always. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, true. So I have to remember the difference between an expectation and an intention is the emotional attachment you have to the outcome. So an, an expectation is always based on an outcome. Like it's always based on what's going to happen if I'm doing this, like mm-hmm. an expectation of your grades, I want to get straight A's. It's not like I want to study really hard and learn a lot. Yeah. It's always, I want the this outcome. amount of money. I want this job because of, you know, what the end result is going to be. And you have this like emotional attachment to it. But an intention is what you want to be setting more so because that's more directional. Mm-hmm. And it's more, this is the way that I want to go. This is the direction I want to stay on, the path that I want to stay mm-hmm. on. And it's kind of like what you said. It's more about character. It's more about, I know it's so cheesy to say the journey more than the destination, but it is because you're going to be more aware of what you learn from each thing and and your ups and downs, whatever. So that's my best advice for it. I had to learn to completely get rid of expectations altogether and have intentions of this is where I want to be going. And then you start from there and whatever it ends up being, you're happy with it. Right. Like if you're like, same with working out. I always had expectation when I would go to the gym and I'd be like, okay, I have to eat this amount of calories every day, track it like extremely meticulously, go to the gym, 
count how many calories I burned, do the math, do all of that all the time so in my head. Rigorous. And had an exact picture of what my body should have looked like. And it wasn't matching up. And I was like, when I look back at my body at that time when I was crazy, I'm like, I was in great shape. I was like super toned and whatever, but I couldn't appreciate it because I was too obsessed with this expectation of what I thought it should look like that I couldn't even appreciate it for what it was. A quick break from our wonderful sponsors at Feels. So let's talk about CBD a little bit, you guys. Um, CBD has a ton of benefits. It can help you sleep better. It can help you with pain, with stress, and lots more. I feel like there are a lot of misconceptions about CBD, but there is no high hangover or addiction at all, and it works naturally to help you feel better. So navigating the world of CBD can be a little bit complicated, and it feels they're trying to make the process as simple as possible. They also have a CBD hotline, so if you're new to it, you can kind of, you know, get it all figured out. It also comes with a little booklet when you get the product that explains things for you, how much to take, all of that good stuff. Um, also, it's all laid out very clearly, which is very ideal for something like this. So their premium CBD is delivered directly to your doorstep. Very convenient. And they have a hassle-free membership program that is guaranteed to help you feel your best month after month or your money back. It is that simple. And I must say, this is definitely the cutest, most beautiful packaging. And it looks really cute just next to my bedside table. And the thing I use CBD the most for is sleeping. So I have not great sleeping patterns. It takes me a long time to fall asleep and I have a hard time staying asleep as well. So CBD oil has been a huge game changer for me to get a good night's rest. My mom has tried it for her arthritis and her thumb and she really liked it. My husband, Nick, is also on his second month of using it. He loves it. He has a really hard time falling asleep as well because he has really bad ADD and ADHD. Sorry, Nick, to throw you under the bus. But he loves it. Helps him relax and have a solid night of rest. You guys can become a member today by going to feels.com slash what we said, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That is feels, F-E-A-L-S dot com slash what we said to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash what we said. Going along, sorry to harp on this for a long time, but going along with what you said about letting go of expectations. I'm mentioning TikTok again. Sorry, everyone. But we were making this TikTok. Literally, the fact that everything in my life relates back yeah. to TikTok at this point. It's awesome. We were making a TikTok of, it's very hard to explain, but basically we we're trying to flip a hat on to the top of our head. We're like holding it in our mouth and flipping a hat. Yeah. It literally makes no sense unless you see the TikTok. So go to my account if you want to see it. But um, it was so hard to do. And me, Chelsea, and Tyson were all trying to get it at the same time. And it was just like, for the video mayhem. and it was mayhem and we could not get it and Chelsea was saying just picture the hat landing on your head and just like release your emotional attachment to it like you don't care if it lands there but like just picture it landing there no pressure literally all of us got I it know. I'm not kidding you all of us got it we're literally like okay the next we don't time care Jacey got it she like said she's like letting go emotional attachment literally flips lands perfectly on her head literally for the first time I'm like yeah. are you kidding me and we were talking about this I know I've asked you to share this with like random people but I want you to talk about it on the podcast share the quote about the manifestation because I really love it the fact that I'm about to say I learned it from TikTok as well is <laughs> truly something else but um, I actually follow some like hippie people on TikTok. They have really good advice. Mm, okay. And yeah, they always share on. things about manifestation. But this one person, sorry, I don't know who it was. So I can't give you credit. They're like, cool. <laughs> Worked my whole life for that. <laughs> um, They're big they break. They were saying, if you're chasing after something, it's going to, what does something do when you're chasing it? It runs away. When you're chasing your dog, it's going to run away. So if you're chasing your dreams, it's like- Or like chasing it, fame or yeah, something. It's going to- be further and further away from you. So you have to attract it and let it come to you. And that's how, that's why we were saying with the hat thing, manifestation is not just, okay, I'm going to get a million dollars. I'm going to get a million dollars. They were saying the best way to do it, don't go, oh my gosh, I have to get a million dollars. Like get all frantic about it. Say, okay, I have a million dollars. What would I do with that a million dollars? What do I do every day that makes me have a million dollars? Like, how do I go about it? Picture that in your mind and like really put yourself there. And then be like, okay, I have, I'm a millionaire. I have a million dollars. I'm going to give it to this person. I'm going to, you know, redo my tile in my kitchen, whatever you want to do. Think of it, let it manifest itself, and then let it go. Let it go to the universe and forget about it, and it will come to you. 
Wow. Yeah. And I literally swear it works it, most of the time. It literally does. Like, obviously, it's not going to work every time. We're, uh, but if you truly, this is the thing is it's it's like desperation in dating. Mm-hmm. It's like literally, I swear to you, the moment, I was like, I'm done dating at the moment. Like, yeah. I do not want a boyfriend. Like, I'm just focused on me. Literally met Leif the next week. Yeah. I kid you not, the next week. Up until that point, I had been like kind of trying to figure whatever. I was kind of being frantic. Not mm-hmm. like desperate. But I was just like, my dating life I was not vibing yeah. with. And one week after I was like, I'm focused on myself. Like, I'm so excited about photography right now. I'm so excited about my career. I met Leif. And then we got yeah. married like nine months later. Yeah. And it's like, what? It's like, crazy. how is that possible? It's like, so when you, if you let dating. Go, This is what you should think. The right, okay, whatever you're looking for, a man or woman, the right man is going to come into my life at the perfect time. I'm going to have a happy, healthy relationship. We're going to support each other. He's going to be there for me when I need him. I'm going to be there for him. We're going to make each other better. We're going to have great chemistry. Think about what it's going to be like, what you guys do, what you guys, you know, where you guys go to dinner. And then let that shiz go. Let it go to the universe and let us know. When he comes. Because he <laughs> <Let> will. <us laughs> know. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And if you are not giving out that desperate energy mm-hmm. and vibe, like, I swear it is so much more attractive to people. Yeah. When you, like you said, when you just let things come to you. Mm-hmm. Then you're looking for it, too. Exactly. So, so best of both worlds. Wow, we spent a long time on the first yes, one. Yes, we did. But that's okay. Yeah. That was all great information. Okay, you can go, Charles. Hi, ladies. I've been really struggling with motivation lately. I have about a year left of school. I love my major. I'm doing graphic design. All my projects are super fun, but no matter how much fun I'm having, I've had zero motivation to get myself going anymore. I'm just feeling super burnt out right now. I'm constantly tired and exhausted. I tend to feel more motivated at the beginning of the week, so Mondays through Wednesday, I work really hard, but by Thursday, I am checked out. IDK, I'm just wanting your input on how to be more self-motivated and productive when you're on low energy and not naturally a self-motivated person. Thanks, y'all. I love the podcast, BTW. Can't wait to see y'all live in Salt Lake. Well, we did a whole live, entire— Live in Salt Lake, probably. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, we ain't moving to Salt Lake anytime soon, girl. It's like manifesting us living in Salt Lake. Just can't, can't wait to you guys are my neighbors in Salt Lake. We had a whole podcast episode about motivation and productivity and all of that good stuff. Actually, are those two separate episodes? Motivation and productivity? Sh- I'm not positive. But anyways, I think— when you say I get a lot of stuff done Monday through Wednesday, that's fine. I don't think you need to be going for a full week, full speed ahead. If you can just, in your most productive days, get as much done as you can and make it so that you still enjoy it and you're not burnt out by it Thursday through whatever, unless you have class, but like try and get as much done on Monday through Wednesday. And then Thursday through, you know, Sunday, you're getting inspiration and letting yourself rest and recuperate and I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. I agree. You don't, you need rest days. So mm-hmm. that's perfectly fine. But I just heard this actually, I think yesterday, cannot even remember where I heard it, but it was saying something about how motivation comes from action. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so true. It's like today is a perfect example of that. Like I was saying, I wasn't feeling that good. I'm like, I literally want to lay down on the couch and watch Real Housewives all day. That's yeah. actually what I want to do at this point and eat because I'm just like not feeling well. But and not, I'm not trying to say I'm a hero by any means for like getting up, but I'm like, there are things I have to get done yeah. at this point for work still. So I can't treat it as like, oh, I'm just on vacation. And so I just started getting going. Like I got ready for the day. That's been a huge thing lately. Getting ready makes me feel like, okay, yeah. I'm like going about my day. I'm Same, not just yeah. in my pajamas. All, well, actually, that's a lie. I kind of am in my pajamas. But anyway, I wear sweats every day. No yeah. Matter what, so it doesn't matter. Um, but once I started and like just took action— then it's like everything just starts coming easy. Even like us getting all this podcast stuff together and like, you know, like reading all the emails and getting all the equipment set up and whatever. It's not necessarily some of those steps aren't like, we're not motivated to do them all the time. But once you sit down and we start podcasting, I like, I'm so obsessed with them. Yeah. And so I feel like just action, like taking action. And again, that doesn't mean like working yourself to the bone. But I think in those moments when like you do need to get things done, but you're just like, oh, I'm just like so unmotivated right now. It's like literally I, the, my best advice is just to take action. Just start. And I, I promise you'll feel some motivation after you start. Mm-hmm. Um, an object in motion stays in motion. Also for things like graphic design and your major is something you're actually passionate about. Again, we've talked about you have to be so grateful that that's what you get to do. And especially if you remember what you love about that, 
every job, even podcasting, it's like, this is the part of the job we love. We love meeting people. There's a lot of great parts to this job, but there are also parts that are hard that are not easy or fun to do, Mm -hmm. but you have to do it in order to also do the good parts. So I feel like the more you focus on the fun parts of your job. So I don't know, graphic design, like that you get to create things and you get to use that side of your brain to really come up with things and dig deep into your creativity is really lucky. And although some of the other parts you might not like, like talking to your clients, maybe you're not great at that. It's just kind of how it is. It just comes with the job. And I I think that can be said for any job. Mm -hmm. I feel the same way. It's like some days I'll catch myself feeling like I just don't like what I'm doing. But the reality is it's like, I love my job, but Mm -hmm. I don't like doing taxes. And like, you know, some of the stuff that comes from being self-employed, like actually is not ideal in certain situations, but I am so grateful for my job. So it's like, you do have to remind yourself of why you are so grateful to do what you do and why you started it in the first place. Yeah. And and all the things that could be in your future because of that, Mm -hmm. like even having intentions and goals that you have that excite you, Think about when if your mom were to tell you, okay, we can go to Disneyland tomorrow if you do all your chores today. You would do your chores so fast and I would do them so well. Like my mom used to actually bribe us like that. Like, okay, we can go, you know, to the pool if you guys vacuum this room and dust it. And I'd be like, okay. And you're like, quick, I'm on do it. it. great. So if you keep something motivating you and, and having some sort of incentive in your yeah, mind, then it'll be easier for you to push through the little things that are maybe not as fun, like school. It's time to talk about collagen, everyone. Collagen is vital to help support the health of your skin, hair, nails, and connective tissues. And as we get older, our bodies actually naturally begin to produce less collagen and the first signs of aging start to occur. So sports research collagen peptides provide the best product at the best price. Did you know that they have the highest rated collagen product on Amazon. Wow, I I did not know that. That really speaks volumes. Sports Research Collagen Powder is truly third-party certified and non-GMO verified. It's offered in a variety of different flavors. My favorite's chocolate. I like adding it into my little protein shakes or protein smoothies. They can also be added to coffee, oatmeal, yogurt, soup, and sauce. They, They have one that's unflavored, so you don't have to have like, you know, Chocolate sauce. Chocolate in your soup. (laughs) (laughs) Chocolate soup. My friend Emily also told me about one of sports research products, which is their Sweet Sweat Stick. I have to say that slow because it's hard to say. But it really pumps up your workout. It helps you sweat more. So check that one out as well. So who is Sports Research, you might be asking? They were established 40 years ago and are a family-owned and operated company dedicated to providing the highest quality health and wellness products that complement your healthy lifestyle. Sports Research believes in using the best ingredients so you can have total peace of mind about the supplements you're taking. From certifications to the ability to track your lot, Sports Research is all about honest messaging and unmatched transparency, meaning you can always trace back to the source. What you see is what you get. We have a special offer for you guys. As always, if you go to sportsresearch.com and use the code what we said at checkout right now, you'll get 20% off your order. That's 20% off site wide at sportsresearch.com with code what we said at checkout. Woo, go check it out, guys. Okay. Hey, girls, y'all are so fun, and I love taking a break from my day by listening to your podcast. I need some advice. It is hard to get my husband to hang out with some of my couple friends on the weekends. I have to beg him to do fun stuff with people we know. We're in a funky stage where our ward, so their church, is not friendly. Um, We've tried to invite people over, but there just isn't the vibe we're looking for. We're still trying to find our people. So I guess I have two questions. How do I get my husband outside of the house? And how do we find good friends that we vibe with and actually want to hang out with? I hope this makes sense. Okay. I wonder if her husband is just like, a shy guy or yeah. if he just like doesn't like anybody or if he's like in a Well, that's what mood. I was going to say is like communication is key. So I feel like getting down to the root of the problem here. So it's like mm-hmm. asking him, why don't you want to go out with those or whoever? And if, yeah. he, if he's like, well, I don't like them or I don't vibe with them. But why not? Yeah. Like getting to the, you know, and it's not, it's just a conversation like, okay, why not? And then he tells you why and then mm-hmm. you can whatever. But I was also thinking it's not your job necessarily to like change him Mm -hmm. or like force him to go out yeah because everyone needs different things like sometimes I catch myself 
doing things like saying to Leif, like, you need to be doing this or something. And he's like, why? Yeah. And I'm like, so you can do this or so you can feel this way. He's like, that doesn't make me feel that way. I'm like, oh, I forgot. We're like a different, you're a different person yeah. than me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, 100%. And well, also maybe you guys aren't doing things he wants to do with those people. Mm-hmm. I think about that sometimes, even when I come over here for Bachelor and I'm like, to watch it with JC and Leif. And I'm like, Nick, come on. And he's like, I don't like The Bachelor. And right. I'm like, well, why don't you want to come hang out? And he's like, I just don't want to, you guys are talking about The Bachelor and I'm, I don't know. I don't like it. And I don't even know what's going right. on. And so I'm like, oh yeah, that's true. But it's like, oh, if we all go climbing or we all go play something else, do something that he wants to do. I don't know what your husband likes to do, but yeah, an activity. Mm-hmm. Activities are great, mm-hmm. especially sport-like things. Like we did climbing and we've done like pickleball and they get you going. So they're like, you know, getting your heart rate up. You're already feeling good. Those endorphins are flowing. Mm-hmm. And, you're, and you're bonding. Definitely. And I, I think just going back to the point of like, don't push him further in the opposite direction by being like, we need to go hang out with them. Yeah. Because I feel like that is so, like when it feels naggy, when like, you know, you feel like a naggy wife if you're like, come yeah. on, let's go, let's go. And they're like, I don't want to. So I think, like I said, just having an honest conversation about why he's feeling that way, why you're feeling, if you're like, it's really important to me that we find a community here and these are my reasons why it's so important to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As far as finding your people, that's a hard one because hard. that just takes time. And I I seriously- Especially not now. You gotta wait. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you're gonna have to wait a few weeks, girl. But I feel like at this point, we've finally started to find our people after living in California for like three and a half years. Like after I moved here? Literally. I'm like, oh wait, that's what happened. No, but even yeah, exactly. before then, we started making friends. Like mm-hmm. just this past like probably eight months, I'm like, yeah. oh, we actually have a few couples that we like love to hang out with. Definitely. And again, you can't force them. I always tell my husband this because when we would go out for summer sales, obviously it's a bunch of guys and they bring their wives and we all live in the same apartment complex. And I would tell my husband, if you even think about setting me up on a wife play date, I will kill you. (laughs) That's the worst. And that's sometimes what I find girls do that for their husbands too. It's like, okay, you guys are going to go do this. And it's like, you're not my mom. Yeah. And I would say, if I want to be friends with them, it will come naturally. We'll find a common ground. If we don't get along, that's fine. I'm Mm -hmm. sure me and her will be just fine. It's it's not like we have to be best friends and their husbands will do it too. Oh, Chelsea. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy you're here. You're going to have to hang out with my wife. Like you guys should go shopping. And I'm like, excuse me <laughs> so offended by the notion yeah just like n- no again it's I will like meet her said. on my own and if we're friends we're friends totally some people you're not going to vibe with that's just how it is yeah and it's like you have to accept that you don't have to be best friends with everyone in your path and like when she was saying like there's no one in our ward it's like that's fine don't yeah. try and force something like definitely not it's there's actually a good chance that there won't be anyone mm-hmm. in your you know near church, neighboring yeah. church that you get along with because it's like I don't know yeah. There's especially if you live somewhere where there's not a ton of young people, it's like that's not crazy to not yeah. get along, you know? So open, honest communication and honestly just patience and time. Mm-hmm. It's my answer for that one. For sure. Okay, this is about to sound so dumb. So I had a missionary for about a year and three months. We've talked about this before, but a missionary is for our church, LDS church. They go, boys go out for two years when they're 18 to like preach the gospel and ser- and do service and all that good stuff. So um now they can actually FaceTime and they have more communication than normal. When we were in high school and afterwards, you could only write letters and only on Mondays. So yeah. it was like— So you never got to talk to them. For literally two years, you could only talk to them on like Christmas, basically. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, back to the story. So I had a missionary for about a year and three months, and then he broke up with me. I am really, really close with all of his friends because we all became friends in high school. To make a long story short, I have a huge crush on his best friend, but I'm still in love with my ex-missionary. He comes home next week, and I honestly can't decide what to do, so like, any help would be appreciated. Love the podcast so much. I love listening to it on my long drives to work. Makes me feel a lot less alone. Love you ladies tons. Hope you're staying safe. Aw, love you too. Ditto. Mm. Wow, that's okay. First missionaries. of all, missionaries. I'm just like, here's the thing: the drama, the drama. Because you know what's crazy is I'm always like, I would not recommend having a missionary. Both Chelsea and no. I sent off missionaries. I would say mine was a little, a little less, um, less expectation than yeah. Chelsea's was. But anyway, and like I always say, I wouldn't recommend it because it's just like so much pressure and literally two years of your life is so long. You both changed so much. But that being said, it randomly does work out for people. So it's like, you don't want to say like, that will never work because it sometimes it does. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd say it's more rare than common, to be honest. But I think 
you just have to wait until they get he's home. home. Because yeah, don't make any rash decisions before. Okay. <laughs> you good? Uh, I'm a three-year-old. Rash decisions before he gets home. Yeah, don't be like, I choose the other guy. It's like, yeah. what if you see him and then you're like, wait, what? Yeah, I would definitely wait till he gets home. Uh, I don't know if you're dating his best friend. But well, she also said he broke up with her while he's on the mission. Yeah, so it's so, like, is he, have they spoken? But it's so hard. Again, on a mission, it's not like they're at college and they're breaking up the units. Like, it's so They're different. on their own track now. It's more on a mission. It's like, oh, I have to break up with you to focus on my mission. Yeah. Like, they're not breaking up with you for another girl. Right. And they're so also… I don't know. They're also so consumed by what they're doing at that time with like church stuff and service stuff that it's like they don't, I'm sure they think about the girls sometimes, but it's like, I feel like when you're at home and you're living normal life, it's so much easier yeah. to like picture the future. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe <laughs> not. Ooh, I don't I know. like it's the opposite. <laughs> you do? Well, it could be that it could, yeah, both yeah. ways I could see it, but. They have nothing else to think about. That's true. On their mission. <laughs> Trust me, they got nothing else going. No, I'm literally that, blushing. That's true. I mean, I think, do you know what's weird though? Is I will say, so when my missionary came home, Leif and I were kind of dating. Oh yeah. But not like, not totally officially. But it, I said to Leif, like, I have to see this guy when he comes mm -hmm. home. Like we've, we dated for a long time and like, he's still a good friend and whatever. Yeah. And when I saw him, it's really weird because it was so normal between us. Like, I was expecting it to be just, like, the weirdest yeah. thing. And it was a little weird, but, it like, kind of just felt, like, normal. Yeah. But it was more—I think when I look back, it was more just, like, best friend normal. Mm -hmm. Then it was like, oh, my gosh, I'm in love with him. So, like, when I saw Definitely. him again, I was like, I missed him so much. Like, it was so fun to see him. But I wasn't like, like oh, when I sure. left his house. It's like, it's like a comfortable feeling that you yes. get back when they come back. You're like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. Like I haven't, it was such a big part of our high school career that it like. Career. <laughs> <laughs> Truthfully was a career. <laughs> Felt like it. <laughs> Literally um, our path. <laughs> um, yeah, it's such a huge part of your life that like it's, well, what I'm trying to get at here is that if he comes home. And you're like, oh, this is really comfortable. Doesn't necessarily like, go with your gut. Your gut knows. Trust me, girl. Yeah. When I like, you'll know the second. <laughs> Chelsea, Chelsea's about to spill some tea. She's like, you'll know. Trust me. She's like looking at me, like making <laughs> making eyes. I'm like, um, I'm crying at this. <laughs> no, yeah, truthfully, and I've known people who've gotten married while their missionary's gone, and then when they when their missionary comes back, they're like. I shouldn't have gotten married Crap. while he was away. They always have that regret. You have to. I feel like you have. Unless you're 1,000% certain. Again, go with your gut. No. But you have to see them when they get back. Just yeah, to make you'll sure. Know. You'll know. You'll know immediately. And also, if he comes back and you're like, I really like you. And he's like, no, I broke up with you for a reason. Then move on. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, so easy. Simple. Move on. <laughs> simple. She's like, thanks for the Get advice. a boyfriend or don't. <laughs> Jeez, these dumb questions. I think I think just, just truly following your gut with that one. Mm -hmm. And and make sure you're honest with his best friend. If you let him know, if you guys are kind of talking, I don't know where you're at. But don't just be like leading him on and not letting him know you're going to feel it out with the other guy. Open communication like, hey, always. You need to tell both of, the, both of them mm -hmm. that you're, you know. And also it's a lot easier to have that kind of romantic feeling towards someone when they're gone. 100% on agree both with that. Ends. Like totally. I feel like that's how me and my missionary were. It's like both of us felt it more when, when he was gone because it was like it's distance like, makes the heart grow fonder kind of thing. And it's almost like a figment of your imagination at that point when they've been mm -hmm. gone for two freaking years. It's like you're like, wait, you can't even, it's like you don't even know what real life's going to be like when they come back because you can't yeah. remember. Yeah. Like it's so shocking. Okay. Yeah. Good luck with that girl. Keep yeah. us updated. Yeah. Keep us updated. <laughs> okay. I know you did an episode about toxic relationships, but I could use specific advice for the one I'm in. My parents are currently getting a divorce because my mom cheated on my dad at least three times. She is currently cheating on him with a woman. My mom grew up in the church and took us to church our whole lives. I'm obviously extremely upset and angry, and I don't know what our relationship should be like moving forward. She behaves very similarly to a person with narcissistic personality disorder. She is extremely Ooh. selfish, and I feel like she does not care about us. She won't admit to what she's done and lies about everything. I'm tired of her lying to everyone, and I want to cut her out of my life. I feel like that might be the only way to make her realize how much her decisions are affecting me. Please help. 
I really enjoy the podcast. Thank you for all you do. And pet Sophie for me. I love Great Danes. Aw. Okay. Sweet. Okay, I will. That's so tough. That is tough. I feel like— Wait, so they're in the middle of a divorce mm -hmm. because she's cheating? Because she has cheated on the dad at least three times, but she's currently cheating on him with a woman. Or she's, like, in a relationship with a woman right now. Wowza. Okay. I think what's hard, the hardest in these situations where someone raises you a certain way, like she's saying she's, you know, a member of the church, whatever, Mm -hmm. grows up going to church with her mom, taking her the whole time— then, then they go. The then opposite they direction. go the opposite direction. I think it's so hard, for, especially as a child, to like understand that because you're like practice what you preach. It doesn't make any sense for yeah. you to be doing that. And I think the older we get, the more we realize that like people, like my dad said once, he said sometimes people make bad decisions, and sometimes those people are parents. It's mm-hmm. like parents are just people when it comes down to it. And I think. They do have a responsibility to their kids, you know, but at the same time, it's like we have to be okay with our parents making mistakes, even if Mm -hmm. they're huge, because they're just a person. Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And I'm not saying that what she's doing is like, okay, or it's honorable, you know, to cheat and whatever, but it's like, I don't know, she's, she's obviously made mistakes. And I think, I think what's really really hard about this is what she's that she's saying she's so selfish and like she wants to cut her out and I'm having a hard time figuring out what my advice for that is I saw something that was about a way for you to approach somebody when you want space like when you want boundaries I guess because I feel like in this situation the best thing to do you you don't want to cut your mom out of your life I don't know but you want to set boundaries maybe and let her know she said that I want to cut her out of my life because she lies to everyone and me yeah at that point I feel like maybe setting boundaries is almost like cutting them out. It's mm-hmm. not as permanent maybe as like you're not, you know, I'm cutting you out for forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, again, I'm not going to give advice on how to set boundaries because I'm not a therapist or anything. But maybe looking into that, I like right verbiage to say to someone. Therapy is key in this situation. Yeah. I think would be great. Maybe even with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, if she'll go and with I, you. And I think just, again, accepting the situation for what it is and even you seem I'm talking to the person who wrote this in like you seem like you have a good head on your shoulder mm-hmm. and like y- y- shoulders multiple <laughs> and like you understand people and you're self-aware is what the vibe I'm getting from yeah. this message so that's already a blessing that you can identify sure. her behavior as like toxic and realize that it's not good for you like that's a really good step honestly in the right direction and I think just I don't know. Whatever makes you feel the best. Like if if cutting her out is going to be more emotional trauma for you in the long run, it might be better to just, you know, set certain boundaries or like whatever makes you feel most at peace, I feel like. Even if you could say to her, and again, I'm not a therapist, so I don't know the verbiage to use or whatever, but setting boundaries such as like, please don't you know, reach out to me anymore. When mm-hmm. I'm ready to speak to you, I'll reach out. Like, yeah. I would love to have a relationship with you in the future. But unfortunately, at this time, like your like, actions are yeah, your actions are making me super upset and uncomfortable. And I'm not willing to like perfect. have a relationship with you at yeah. this time. And I know that's such a hard conversation to have. But it's like you're saying maybe at that point, And again, don't be too attached to the outcome. It's like you have to go into that situation being like, She's never going to change. She's never going to change. Like, I, okay, Leif always hates when I say like that about certain people. I'm like, not that they're never going to change, but I'm like, I doubt they'll ever change. And he's like, don't say that. Like, that's not cool to like put that on someone. I'm like, I I know what you mean, but you can't have false expectations of people and be like, I bet they'll change. I bet they'll change. And then you're going to be disappointed every time. Yeah. You have to allow them space to change, but you also have to accept them. So mm-hmm. I feel like, again, I, acceptance is letting go of your side of the story completely. So that's letting go of like what you think they're going to do, whether that's change or not change. You just have to accept them as they are in that present moment. And you can't even think about the future. And again, accept them for what they are. That doesn't mean you're like accepting them into your everyday life. Yeah. But you take the emotions, try and remove the emotions from it and say, this is what the situation is. This is what she's doing. And then here are the boundaries I'm going to yeah. set. She can do with that what she will. Yeah. And I'm okay with whatever happens from her, but mm-hmm. I've done what I can control. Exactly. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. 
Hey ladies, so recently I've been dealing with a ton of drama with one of my closest friends and she's my roommate. Yikes. It's hard to ask the people around me for advice because they know us both so well and I don't want to put anyone in the middle of anything. There isn't even a specific event that I can reference. Trust me, if I could, it would make my life so much easier. Oh, don't you freaking hate that? That is Do you know what I'm talking about where it's like, in your mind, you're like, this person is doing this, but you can't explain what's annoying you about them. Yeah. Or what You can't give a certain situation, but you're just like, no, it's like this. Yeah. I feel you. Basically, I feel like she creates problems out of thin air and then passive aggressively tells me she's upset. Okay. A few weeks ago, I came home and she had taken all of her things off of the fridge, dry erase board, magnets, etc., in our apartment and turned a picture of us over. Um. Literally— is she five? I literally have no idea what I did and still don't. When I try to talk to her about what the problem is, she just avoids the question and gives one-word answers. Then she'll get upset that I don't continue the conversation or keep reaching out. But like, why would I when she can't even tell me what her problem is? This is such a mess and probably makes no sense, but any advice is welcome. Haha. <laughs> Love y'all and the podcast. It's such a joy to listen to every week. Here's the thing. 2020 has been a hard year, but we still keep with the positive vibes. Yeah. We keep with the positive energy. If people in your life are bringing you down are so difficult to deal with, like, I don't want to just be like, cut them out. It's that simple. But like, I feel like at this point, maybe it's just the older I get. I'm just so not down for like that type of friendship or behavior that I'm like, I would straight up say, unless you're hiding from us that you did something to her and and it's like, you like made out with her brother or something (laughs) and didn't tell her. But if it genuinely like, maybe you left your dishes out or something and she's pissed at you and won't say anything. It's like, yeah, passive aggressive. We're not dealing with that. No, we are not here for that. No. And I think it's just even when you're having a conversation and she is like giving one word answers and being all moody, it's like I would literally in that situation just say straight up like, I would love to have a conversation with you about this and I'm trying, but if you give me one word answers, like I'm going to just stop talking because it's like nothing's getting done. Yeah. And then if she's like, maybe then she'll break down and like start talking, but if she's still like, nope, then it's just like, okay, bye. Because there's nothing I can do for you. And Mm -hmm. at that point, I would just cut my losses. Like if someone's really going to act like that, do you even want to be friends with them at that point? It's like, I know people can change and stuff, but… She could be going through a time in her life, you know? But maybe even showing her kindness and, and… reaching out at some point, even though you're so annoyed with her and being like, is something wrong? Like, is something up in your personal life? Like, this is what I'm noticing. And I know it's hard to have confrontation with people, but just saying like, this is what I'm noticing from you. Well, it sounds like she's probably good at it because she's like, when I ask her about it, she gives me one word answers. So it sounds like you writing this in are comfortable talking to her about it. She's not comfortable talking to you about it or she just doesn't really have anything or she's just going through a time and you're the only person she's taking it out on. Yeah. Regardless, even sometimes explaining that you need clear content communication from them. Mm -hmm. I literally didn't even know what that was until literally a year ago or something like that when Nick explained it to me and I was like, oh, okay, I need to have like clear content communication. Mm -hmm. So saying to her possibly, listen, kind of like you said, One-word answers aren't getting to the bottom of this. I want to get to the bottom of this problem. Do you have a specific reason why you're mad at me? Is it an overall how I'm acting? Can you let me know? Because then otherwise we're just going to keep colliding. Right. And I know you're having negative feelings towards me. You're holding some kind of resentment towards me. And I'm now holding resentment towards you because you're treating me like this and turned our picture over for some weird reason unless it was a ghost. <laughs> and <laughs> she's like, it was a ghost. She's like, yeah, I didn't. What are you talking about? I'm not mad. I think that's a great answer. It's just yeah. like open communication is key to so much. I So many of these problems are like, what should I do? It's like, if you just have a conversation, something will get solved. And I, I promise you'll have a weight lifted off your yeah. shoulder in whichever oh, direction I remember what it goes. I was going to say. For someone, coming from someone who struggles with expressing exactly how I feel sometimes, especially in those situations, like the other girl, If she doesn't necessarily know, a tip that I learned, um, this is what I do with coaching, to get people to get to the bottom of what they're really feeling. Most people think it's one thing. So when you ask them what's wrong, they'll answer with what they think is wrong. Then you say, okay, um, what else? And you just keep saying what else. And eventually you'll know when they say the right answer. Like if you say what else, they'll be like, oh, well, also sometimes I just think you're selfish. Like, okay, uh, what else? Then they're like, well, there was this one time that you did this. And then you're like, okay, now we're getting somewhere. Right. Instead of them just being like, well, I don't know. I'm just like, 
frustrated with you lately. Yeah. It's like, that doesn't you help. Gotta, no, you got to keep digging for those yeah. answers for sure. But like I said, we ain't tolerating toxicity yeah. this year. So if she's not willing to have a conversation, then goodbye for a while. Mm-hmm. Ooh, but they're roommates and they're quarantined <laughs> together. <laughs> oh my God. She's listening yeah, to this with her. Keep us updated, girl. Okay. Hi, loves. First off, I want to say that I love you both so much and my outlook on life has significantly improved since I started listening to your podcast because you guys never fail to uplift me with your advice. Aww. So sweet. Um, so here is the situation I want advice on. I have been dating my boyfriend for three years and I've known him for six years. I pretty much knew right away that he was my person and that he'll be my husband someday. I've been struggling a bit lately because of my faith. I was raised a Christian, but I have not followed God for a few years until now. My boyfriend is not a Christian at this point, but he was raised in the faith as well. I truly believe that he is the man I meant to marry, but I know God warns against being unequally yoked, and I do not want that for my life. I want to give him a chance to explore faith and make the decision to follow God on his own. This is Maddie Pruitt. (laughs) I'm like, Maddie Pruitt, I see you. Um, Follow God on his own without me pressuring him. But we also could get married anytime, and I'm not sure we should unless he is following God as well. Let me know what you guys think and if you have any recommendations on what I should do. Love you both, and thank you for reading. Okay, here's my first reaction to that. Sometimes— the person who is quote-unquote yoked or whatever in the gospel or in your faith on the outside is a worse option than the one who might not be as, I don't know, on the outside, like going to church and doing all those little mm-hmm. things. But at heart, they're a good, really they're a better good person. person. Almost. Well, pff, Definitely like- go for the better person and not the one who's going to be judgy about all the little things that you do that are not. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like some of those people are, <laughs> they got skeletons in the closet. Oh, 100%. It's called, like, what did Alexis just mentioned this? I forgot. It was like something, dang, I can't remember the phrase, but it's when someone's like overly Mm -hmm. religious, kind of on the outside. You're like, oh my gosh, they're so, they have so much faith, but it's like, then you find out that they're like doing all this sketchy stuff. Yeah. And and it's kind of like people, I don't know. You have to, again, follow your gut with this one and like really think about the kind of man that he is. Mm -hmm. And I think like there are going to be times in, your relationship, like you should never base something just off of religion and faith alone. Like you mm-hmm. said, like you have to think about who the person is at heart, not just like the actions that they're and following what right they grew now up in, yeah. and what church they grew up in. But that being said, I do get that like faith is such an important part of a marriage if you are like strong in your faith. Um, but what I was going to say is like there have been times in my marriage that like I've been stronger or Leif has been stronger Mm -hmm. in like as far as faith goes. And like we've had our moments where we've both struggled. And I think like that's perfectly okay and normal. And it helps to like, and and there's been times when we've both struggled together. Like, yeah, like neither of us are super, you know, strong and like, yeah, helping each other in that way. But I don't know. I just feel like when you're with the right person, you can make it work. And I know that's a hard like a hard answer because it's like well because I, don't know I this. feel like when they are the right person sorry it's okay you can finish that no I just saying I don't know their relationship specifically so it's hard to say if I don't know maybe he's I don't know what they're like yeah together. if he is the right person then you most likely are accepting of each other and you love each other no matter what and you want each other to be the best they can be and if that for you means going to church and you know getting stronger in in your specific faith, then he should be happy and like want that for you. And if you have someone that supports you in doing that, that's so rare and important. Yeah. So, and again, you can't expect them to be like, well, maybe later down the road, he'll be like super strong. You can't go into it expecting that. Mm -hmm. And also, like we just said previously with the other situation, you can't expect them to never change. Mm -hmm. You just accept them, love them as they are, do your thing. When me and Nick got married— one of the main things that we learned from our wedding was they were saying, you, yes, you are making like a commitment together to worship and like to be faithful together, like, you know, as a couple, but also you are individuals. Like you mm-hmm. have to remember that when you're not judged completely with what each other's doing. And and I know it's like lifestyle wise, it's easier as well, but what do you mean you're it's also easier your, as well? When you're both exactly the same um, amount of religious, I guess. Or you both have the same like, okay, no, we don't drink and we don't do this or whatever. Yeah. It's a lot easier. Right. Lifestyle wise when you're like that. But in the long run, 
it's an individual thing. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, you know, for your whatever it is that you believe, like for your salvation. Yeah, salvation. If he is stronger than you or just as strong as you or a little bit less strong, I guess. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think so, I think your feelings are valid in the fact that, especially because I do feel like when you do grow up religious or Christian, that is something that like is drilled into your head is that it's so important to find a partner who's going to support you in that and like be strong with you. Mm-hmm. So I completely understand like her dilemma here. Definitely. Um, And I think it is just like honestly praying about it and like following your gut and yeah. following like, you know. And you having feel. honest communication about those lifestyle things probably yeah. and being like, hey, when we have kids, because that's a main thing is when you have kids, how to raise them because mm-hmm. you can live your own life. But you know, maybe you want to bring your kids to church every Sunday. And if he's not necessarily like, yeah, I want to do that too. But he's like, I'm fine with you taking the kids mm-hmm. to church on Sunday. That's fine. You right. know, and then, you can but, find things if you're honest with each other. But but then again, if she's like, well, I know that's like, I want my husband to be going to church with me every week. Then it's like, okay, then he's not the yeah, one for exactly. you at this time for yeah. sure. And it's just all about communicating that yeah. to him. And priorities for sure. Because mm-hmm. very rarely you're going to find somebody who is perfect in all areas. Yeah, perfect in all areas of your lifestyle and going to understand and be perfect for you in every single part of your life. Hi, Chelsea and JC. So my situation I need advice on is I was with this boy and he ended things because he didn't want to change me and he thought we were too different. I was absolutely heartbroken and was sad for months. My best friend was so supportive during this time and my absolute rock. After a couple weeks, we got in a little argument and got a little distant. I then left on a trip and she went and made out with the same boy. No. She said this was her way of getting back at me. No, no, no. I'm so hurt and can't talk to her about it, and she won't talk to me either. Advice on how I should approach her if I should stay friends with her. Sorry this was so long, but I love your podcast. You're such an inspiration to me and something I can go to comfort for. XOXO. Aw. That's so sweet, girl. You definitely need comfort in this time because she is—first of all— That's her way of getting back. I doubt that's what it was. I bet she just had a moment of weakness. She's probably had a crush on him and was like, just, you know, made out with him. And then was like, well, this is how I'm getting back you to make herself feel less guilty because she knows that's a crappy thing to do. That is so heiny. Especially at that, well, how old did she say? Did she say what age they were? Mm -mm. I guess it's just no matter what age, it sucks. Like, yeah. But I feel like when you're in like high school or college, that is just the absolute. If you guys all go to the same school, that's heiny. In high school, I had like not that exact situation, but like something kind of similar where like me and this boy broke up and it was like, you know, super heartbreaking, whatever. And then one of my friends kissed him and I was like, literally in that moment, you're like, my life is over. Like I'm devastated. Like how could this person do this? It feels like such a stab in the back. Exactly. And especially. Because he broke up with you and she was your rock. Yes. That you like were like so just sad about it and you go to her for that it would, and then he, then she makes out with him. That would cool. be like me, like making out with your yeah. ex-boyfriend <gasps> that like broke up with you. You'd be like, absolutely not. That just, to me, that is just not a true friend. No, absolutely not. I'm like, I'm sorry. That is just not cool. No. And it's so immature too. No. So immature. Yeah, you need to have a conversation with her and confront her and be like, bruh. It would be different if if they genuinely were like a great match and they like were literally going to get married. But it's like just a random hookup and like like get back at you. Yeah, no. Nope, that's where I'm going to have to drop the line. No, fam. I don't even have advice. I don't even have advice. My advice is have an honest conversation with her and say that is so hurtful. Like I don't know if we can Yeah, and I don't know if we can continue to be friends I hope you you never do that to any of your other friends ever again. Bye. (laughs) Bye. That's what we said. XOXO, Chelsea and Jace. (laughs) Loving the Gossip Girl vibes. Ooh, I should rewatch Gossip Girl. It's been a minute. I can't because I start talking like them. When I watched, when I binged that like a couple years ago, Nick's like, you have to stop talking (laughs) like them. I would like talk so so dramatically. I'm dead. And Um, say things like Blair would say. He's like, Chelsea, you're talking like Gossip Girl. I'm like, oh, <laughs> sorry, XOXO, good night. Okay, yeah, well, that night. Just spreads gossip. <laughs> that is going to be the end of our episode today, guys. I hope that that gave you a little bit of relief during this crazy time. Um, if you guys are bored and you have extra time, you can binge listen to 
our old episodes. We have lots of episodes, like go over make, 100. Go watch our TikToks, you guys. Some of you have found us on TikTok and your comments just really kill me. Yeah. But her comments, the the what we said stands. They they really know. They know what's oh, up. Geez. Also, if you guys want to follow our Instagram, it's at what we said podcast. You'll be first up to date with everything new that we come out with. And you can also be included in these kind of episodes where we can give you guys advice or you can be featured, you know, on our podcast, whatever. Um, and if you're feeling extra nice, when you're just you're laying in bed all day, you know what you should do? Pull up the Apple Podcast app that you could potentially be on right now. Leave us a little rating and review. It helps our podcast so, so much. You just click the little star thing. So give us five mm-hmm. stars. You know, you say whatever you want, but we appreciate those reviews so much. We read all of them, even the ones that say annoying, very annoying and boring. Stupid, dumb, yeah. idiot girls. We love all of our <laughs> reviews. We listen to the claps and the boos. That's right. <laughs> um, but hope you guys are staying safe out there. Make sure to wash your hands and... You know, be positive. We got this. We're all in this together. And that's what we said, Chelsea. That's what we said. Goodbye. (laughs) Love you guys. 